we're live. All right. We are live and in your kitchens or living rooms, wherever you're listening, I guess, huh? And don't watching. drive and yeah. watching. Don't drive and watch. Yeah, no, don't drive and watch. Just, uh, you know, know, be safe. Be safe. Just drive and listen, you know, because that's much safer. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I am Vince. I am uh, hosting today the SVT podcast. I got Sam and Tyler and Tim on the ones and twos. Gentlemen, how's it going today? What's up, Vince? What's up, Tyler? It is going. I have been, I told Sam earlier today, I cannot wait for this show. I'm excited to talk sports Ooh. and uh, work is just work. So let's, let's move on to what brings the real joy. That's right. Start the okay. show. We so were let's, ready to start the show. Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, uh, we're going to talk NBA. Uh, we're going to talk uh, basically all five major sports, but uh, the most important thing we need to talk about is that massive Warriors win yesterday. They win 120 to 100 game seven. Steph goes off and drops a 50 burger on Sacramento and the Warriors are moving on. They're hosting the Lakers in the next round. The the first two games are going to be on Tuesday and Thursday. So we got one more reunion with LeBron. It's going to be the first time we see him in the Western conference. So that's before we talk about the next series and the greatness of that is Steph Curry. Let's give a shout out to Kavon Looney, aka, yeah. aka Kavon Elijah Wan, aka Windex Loon, aka Loon God. <laughs> that man literally saved the series between him and Steph Curry. They were toting the backpacks for us all series long. So great shout out to him. Roses, flowers, whatever is due to him needs to be due to him. Absolutely. Uh, he, he cleared 20 rebounds in three of, uh, in, in three out of the four wins. And the one he didn't get 20 rebounds, he got 14. So there's the number you get 14 rebounds out of Kevon Looney. You win the game. Uh, the three losses, he was like five, seven and 13. So that's your magic number right there is 14 rebounds out of Kevon Looney, including 10 offensive rebounds on games, game seven. So he had 21, uh, total rebounds. 10 of them on the offensive side. That's just creating more chances for Steph to just absolutely went off. And it was very consistent off too. It was uh, 10 points in the first quarter, 10 in the second quarter, uh, 14 in the third, I believe he, he was at 34 points at that point. And then he got the last 16 in the fourth quarter. So he kept getting better as the game went on, as the Warriors needed him more and more. And I mean, there's, there's no, extra words everybody's saying all the words you can say about the god in front of a steph curry and uh that's exactly what it was he was he basically walked on water uh for us last uh, these last couple games especially that's that story that broke today about how he told everyone after the game five loss i'm sorry game six loss that if you want to be a part of this and you are going to put everything to the side about how many minutes whatever it is you're dedicated for preparation of just getting on this bus to go to Sacramento, then I take that as a message that you're with this team. If you don't want to do that, stay here. And I was like, okay. And he said, I'm going to make sure that we go win. And guess what? He made sure they go win. That's right. Uh, somebody get, get him a back massage. Cause I'm sure it's, it's sore carrying this team, you know? Um, did you guys and, get a and, chance it's, to it's, hear? It's, oh, go ahead, Sam. Did you guys get a chance to hear um, Bob Myers on the radio this morning? I did not. And, and he was recapping, you know, kind of this playoff series. And apparently 
how it came out was Draymond was like, I'm talking to the team, team speech, players only. And Curry was like, I got this. And it was like, it got so quiet that you can hear a pin drop. And that Damn. when he gave, when he gave his speech, like it was, it was like, you, you, you know, nothing yeah. was said and everybody got on that damn bus. <laughs> yeah. No, normally uh, Draymond is the one that's doing a lot of the hyping yeah. up and stuff like that and all the talking. Uh, but when Steph says it, because he doesn't do it often, I think it lands that much harder. You know, exactly. it just hits that much tougher, that much stronger. And so when he says that, I mean, especially future hall of famer, Stephen Curry, you're going to take notice and you better yep. pay attention and you better, get your whatever personal shit you got going on, toss it out. It doesn't fucking matter for the right, next 36 right. hours. It's time to focus and get this W. And that's exactly what happened now on the well, Sacramento I think, I think side. Steph, of it, I oh. think Steph hears the talk of like, Oh, he won a championship with Durant and all these other people were hurt, you know? So they played the right teams because they dealt with the, 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 the opposition was had injuries. Right. And um, I think now the criticism is, well, he only got that finals MVP because they had to give it to him. He doesn't really take over games, right? Like that's the talk. That's what people outside of the Golden State bubble. That's what that's the criticism is that he's not. Did they Michael did they Jordan. not he's watch not the game Kobe. three? And I think he's I think he's getting to that. He's like, I hear that. Oh, I'm gonna put up fifty. Yeah, but did I they not bet. watch like take over. game three in Boston? Like he yeah, literally over that game. Literally nobody has done what Steph Curry did in that game seven. That was drop a 50 burger. Yeah. Nobody has ever done that before. You know, that yeah, is think, a record. Think, and that's not even like since the merger or whatever manufactured stat you can come up with. Like literally in the history of game sevens, that has never happened before. Steph Curry is doing things that we've never seen and it's amazing yeah i mean yeah, i know absolutely. we're super you know fortunate to have him local so we get to watch him every day but you know steph won without kevin durant twice now so i don't get that narrative anymore um obviously i think the one the last one last year's has a lot more meaning on you know the the trio if you want to throw Kevon in there as well too of that has more meaning to those guys just because, you know, people talked that they couldn't do it again without Kevin and they did it without Kevin, you know, it wasn't like, you know, Boston was super unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, Tatum was had a hurt shoulder from the first round. Um, sure. You know, uh, Clay Thompson was still coming fresh off his injury. You know, that was, his, he only played like half a season, if even that. So this narrative that, the Warriors get fortunate and, you know, people get hurt in front of them. That's not their fault. That's just them, the breaks, you know, like you weren't saying that against the bulls. I mean, the bulls, but against certain teams that had injured players too, and on their routes to, to victories into the final. So I, Steph Curry is doing otherworldly things. And I think people are taking for granted what we get to witness as fans of basketball, not just the Golden State Warriors, but just basketball. You're never going to see a shooter like this ever again in your life i don't care if cannon comes out and is this great three-point prolific shooter he's never going to be his dad because it'll be something different right if he even goes to the nba right. so what you're seeing today what you're witnessing just relish it and enjoy it as an nba fan 
he may end up wanting to be a theater kid. Who knows? Could, you know? Who knows? <laughs> you, know? you never know. Kids never know. don't always have to follow in their father's footsteps, you know? So um, I will admit, but, though, yeah. that the, there's not a lot of second comings of kids that have been touted as right. great ones. I mean, Kenyon Martins is probably the best one, but Dwayne Wade's is all right. Ronnie's going to be good, but he's not going to be anything like his father was. Well, as far I mean, as like LeBron is all, LeBron, uh, yeah. again, another otherworldly talent. If Jordan's sons if, weren't that great, you know, Pippin's yeah. sons. All right. You know, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I do. I do want to talk a little bit about Sacramento uh, and the Sacramento end of it uh, at the end of the game when, you know, everybody's given handshakes or whatever. Um, Mm. Uh, Draymond made note that Savon, uh, S- Sabonis was nowhere to be found, and that was a little weird. But then I also do want to note that Darren Fox gave John like a, a an almost awkwardly long hug to Draymond, and Draymond was hyping him up, no, and no. talking about him too. Draymond said he lost respect for Sabonis. No, he lo- no, 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 no. I'm that I'm I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. I'm saying oh, when he was talking sorry. with Darren Fox. He gave right. De'Aaron Fox a big hug sure. and he was talking sure. and chirping in his ear and uh, hyping him up and ready to go for next year because um, we talked about it before. The Sacramento Kings look like they might be the new fun pick, you know, fun. Uh, hopefully these new guys can get it together and cheer for them. Uh, the, the 2014 Warriors is what I'm going to call them. Sure. Uh, the year before the championship. This is something that, you know, the NBA is always looking for the next team. And the Sacramento Kings might be that team. I mean, they thought it was going to be Memphis. And then Memphis, uh, some of the Memphis players have gotten uh, a little too big for their britches and have been, you know, a little heel turn happening. So that being said, the Sabonis part of it, I really hope that Sabonis reaches out to Draymond and they clear the air because um, uh, Sabonis has a little sandpaper on him, I noticed. Like, he, he... he plays a little chippy, a little dirty, a little grungy, sometimes like holding legs. Um, th- that's the whole reason he ended up getting his uh, Draymond's foot on his chest is because he was holding his leg. And then, uh, you know, just other little plays. You know, he he was in the mix with Looney a lot. That's how he got his face injured is because he's putting his head in places where probably shouldn't have been, you know. So uh, it's it's interesting with how Sabonis will react going forward versus maybe De'Aaron Fox and the rest of the team. And I also think like that elbow, that, works. Yeah. that elbow that he got from Looney, mm-hmm. that changed the dynamic of the last two games because I think this is my personal opinion because I'm an expert here. You're right. That Demonis Sabonis wasn't so willing to go into the paint and battle with Kavon Looney anymore after that. I think that kind of set the tone that Kavon Looney is here to play rough and he can take all the damage you're trying to put out there right now. So. Which makes me excited about the whole AD situation. I want to see what's going to happen with that too, but we'll get there. Right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Sacramento needs a little bit of inside help. Uh. With uh to help Sabonis because Sabonis, without anybody who's really, you know, capable behind him, he he ended up having to do a lot of that dirty work, and he was just in the second half. He was gone. He was a no show. He had like sixteen points in the first half. I think he scored like twenty two for the game or something like that. Like it was, and nothing in the third quarter. Just uh, yeah, he's. Uh, he he was just worn out by the end of that series. And sure. I just, I see the meme of, you know, all the, the great players last year, the Warriors just snatching souls, man. Uh, uh, last year, every play after the end of every playoff series, you saw Luca just on the bench, just uh, slumped over in his chair. Like, God, what did we do? Um, same with uh, Tatum and uh, God, who else? And then we got a picture of uh, Darren Fox in a similar 
um, Jaren position, Fox and Monk. just like yeah, and Monk uh, just slumped over. Even somebody people even added a picture of a fan from Sacramento in the same slumped over, demoralized. Uh, that was pose. the clay. That was the clay four point play right there. Oh yeah, that was the one. <laughs> that 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 was probably the the emotional dagger. It wasn't the official dagger, but that four point play at the end of the uh, third. Man, that's the backbreaker right there. The backbreaker of all backbreakers. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I'm excited for the next series. Um, I mean, I do I expect Curry to get 50 points again? Probably not, but I also don't want him to get 50 points. We we definitely need Clay to come to come out of it. And and we all said that Wiggins, you know, he looked like he was ahead of schedule as far as you know his conditioning goes. And then as the season or as the series went on, it kind of looked like his conditioning was maybe catching up to a bit as far as his shooting goes and then getting his legs underneath him. But um, yeah, we, I, we, we need, we need all hands on deck, you know, and this could be a series that Kaminga is great at. Maybe just the Kings was just a bad matchup for him. You know, it's just didn't yeah. work out. Who knows? You know, yeah, you never know. But, he might be guarding Rui Hachimura all, all game long. So all right. series long. Right. Um, uh, just a, a special shout out to uh, GP two as well. Uh, really uh, found a way to, make uh De'Aaron Fox's life a little bit tougher uh and yeah Malik Monk as the series went on uh that's actually my dad in the chat uh put in GP2 uh what's up dad nice <laughs> Papa G <laughs> Papa G that's right um yeah so uh anything else we need to talk about the Warriors right now I mean as I we're going maybe, into the Lakers yeah like I, I would like to talk about the Warriors and the Lakers yeah let's do it go ahead Oh, go ahead. You I got the you floor, had sir. To say specific, oh. specifically. I was going to ask the question. Sorry, we're not going to roll out the red carpet for you. No, no. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Sam, you're taking the carpet. stage. Hello. <laughs> Kelly Green carpet. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm just really interested in this. Ma- man, it's a lot of firsts. First time Steph, you know, a player puts up the 50 uh, in a game seven. And it's first time the Warriors and Kings are in the playoffs and then they're playing each other. And now we get to see the. Uh, I thought I heard that this is the first time the Warriors and the Lakers are going to be in the playoffs. Um, no, first, first time, time since ninety one. Yeah, oh, first time 91. since ninety one. So this is the first. Uh, Kobe never played the Warriors in the playoffs because the Lakers <laughs> had been bad by the time the Warriors were good. So. Yeah. So. It's pretty cool. I don't like the matchup though for the Warriors. I think the Lakers are just hella big. <laughs> yeah, they so, are a lot taller. So- I, I watched a good amount of three games, you know, uh, between well, actually four games between Memphis and, and, and the Lakers and Memphis was doing something that I think the Warriors could do. And they were running full speed on fast breaks and getting bucket after bucket. Right. What happened is that transitionally the defense got better for the Lakers, but also Memphis wasn't scoring anymore like easy shots they were overthinking it they weren't the bucket the ball wasn't going into the hoop like it was in the first three games of the series and then everything tipped after that right so i do think you could probably outrun uh rui hachimura you could probably outrun lebron and definitely you can outrun ad right but it all depends on the personnel so that's why i think kaminga could probably thrive in this because if you're going to run a small ball lineup to try and combat against you know this high prolific rebounding team that's probably going to be your best bet i don't expect kevon Looney to get 21 rebounds knowing that lebron and ad and rui hachimura 
and uh, uh, I forget the other kids that they have too. It's going to be basically crashing the boards with them. So, you know, you can expose um, uh, their point guard and in, in, in defensively, you know, he could get hot any moment. He could be their Malik Monk too, you know? So uh, we had D'Angelo Russell on the team. We're well aware of what he could do. So, but you could expose him, you know, uh, Reeves is a pretty good two-way player, but, Again, you can expose him defensively too. You know, he's not always the biggest dude. So maybe Wiggins goes against Reeves and gets that matchup. So there's tons of dynamics that can come into it. And yeah, we're definitely heavy on the Warrior side because that's where you need to be. But Lakers can post the match. They could do their will too by being the big man and getting all the rebounds and offensive rebounds, you know. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun matchup. But to say that I I, I think the Warriors might have a better edge. In fact, Vegas thinks they have a better uh, edge anyways, because the Lakers are underdogs in this series. That's right. Um, I think that's probably um, a little bit because of the home court advantage, like probably at least 50% of the reason why the Warriors are favored is the home court advantage. Obviously, the other 50% would be um, just the skill players and the overall shooting ability, especially Steph putting on clinics now, uh, apparently on how to <laughs> how to drop 50 burgers in game sevens. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's uh, the, the Warriors are going in as the betting favorite and that's fine. They've been the betting favorite before and um, I don't expect that to get to their heads at this point. I mean, we've we've seen them at this point, though, until somebody actually beats them. I'm not going to bet against them. I mean, they've earned that right. So I'm I'm going to oh. pick the Warriors to win uh, probably in six games uh, again. We're going to say Warriors in six. They, they finish up with the win in staples center or excuse me crypto.com arena even stupider name than staples it's funny how we all got our we all picked the warriors to win against the kings but we all got it wrong it went seven and they won <laughs> right yeah hey man i'm cool with it i'm cool with being wrong yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'll, go... I'll, 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 I'll take the i'll take the wrong as long as i get the w right you know if i pick the <laughs> number of games wrong fine so be it i'll take that personal l but yeah yeah i think uh I mean, obviously, it's the new look Lakers. The Warriors haven't seen this team uh, because it was a different team before the trade deadline, and we never got to play against them again. So, mm-hmm. also I'm, though, they haven't seen us us since then either. That's true. We didn't you know? really have GP two. You know, we didn't have a healthy. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, their lot players, of players didn't see us, so like it's going to be a lot more. Uh, like I, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go. You can't really put any stock in the regular season matchup. I guess is the point. If the Warriors take two games at home, I'm, I'm going to go Warriors in five. I'm going to be that bold. Okay. okay. If they can win both games at home, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, right? That's correct. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Warriors in five. Gentlemen, sweet. Okay. Sam? Uh, I think I think it's another long series, so I, I'm going seven-game series. Warriors. All right. One of us is going to be right. Warriors are going to win in five, six, or seven. One of us is going to be right. <laughs> Or we could all be wrong because we were all picking the Warriors to win. Don't you dare <laughs> put that evil into the world. That's not happening. I mean, you got to do the devil's advocate here, you know? No. no, I mean, yeah, sure, of course it could. It absolutely could happen, but don't you fucking dare. <laughs> we're past five minutes. We can swear now. Uh... YouTube algo's fine now. <laughs> all right. Um, that, so uh, that being said, I think let's just uh, do a little bit of cleanup on the rest of the NBA before we move on. Denver eliminated cool. Minnesota four games to one. 
Phoenix eliminated the Clippers four games to one. So Denver and Phoenix are meeting up in the in the second round. Denver already won on Saturday. Juan. They're up one nil, and they're playing later tonight. That's what I said. Won. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And then the New York Knicks elim- eliminated Cleveland four one. Miami eliminated Milwaukee four one in an upset, uh, eight over one seed. And the Knicks and Miami are playing each other in the next round. Miami won their first game. They're up 1-0. Shout out to the Knicks, man. Basketball is great when they're in the playoffs. And I love it. I know that Miami's up 1-0, but Butler also twisted his ankle. So that whole dynamic of that series could change. Yeah. Um, uh, New York Knicks fans are maybe the most unjustifiably ins- insufferable sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to make for a lot of fun trash talk. Yeah, uh, so, absolutely. So I'm really, I'm I'm really excited for that. Like, like yeah. they, they haven't won a title since like 1977. Uh, but they're like top. Like anytime the Knicks get a whiff of good, uh, all of a sudden they're all up in everything. And you know, Knicks are gonna be it. the best. Yeah, I mean, I'll take them over Boston any day. <laughs> I don't which know is, how. I'd which do is that. saying a lot because yeah, Boston is also insufferable as yeah, fans the, go. The, but... uh, those fans are well fed too. Um. They, they've seen a lot of success in all four sports, really. Um, I thought you were anything... going to give me, I thought you were going to give me a Charles Barkley soundbite right there. <laughs> They're all well fed. You know, those San Antonio women. What? I must have missed that. This Charles I must have missed that. I, I don't pay attention Dude. to Chuck. It, like literally if I see Chuck, I just ignore him. Cause I know he's, he's this talking, is the funniest sen- thing. He, he's I mean, talking about nothing or, or he's, there were some uh, funny things that Chuck said. Shit. This was one of them. Chuck was asked by Shaq. What he thinks about San Antonio. And Chuck was saying that he don't like San Antonio, this or that. And Shaq goes, Chuck, what, what is you don't like about San Antonio? He goes, cause all their women are big. That's what he was talking about. And he said they got big underwear. Yeah, yeah. Chuck yeah. went Hello, in Pop, on the women of San Antonio. <laughs> Good God, whatever. Chuck that sucks. Was a, that was a little while ago, right? That was a yeah, while that, back. Yeah, that was long. That was a while okay. ago. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. All right. So where was I? Okay. Um, Philly eliminated Bo- uh, Brooklyn. Excuse me, four nil, and then Boston eliminated Atlanta four games to two. Boston and Philly are actually playing right now. Uh, in their first game of the series. And then, like we said, the Warriors are hosting the Lakers, and that'll get kicked off uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. Damn, I'm getting attacked by all the Gabriels, Gabrielsons right now. I'm getting attacked by your pops right now. Tell me not to put that energy out there. I'm sorry. Yeah, pops. don't you don't you fucking dare. Like I said. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. G's the nicest dude, and you gone ticked him off. You're yeah. Like- yeah, do not put that in the I universe. I know who's in See? third place in this podcast, in <laughs> Papa G's opinion. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess that wraps up basketball. It's time to switch to baseball. I'm putting on a new hat. This is the Team USA baseball hat because I can't wear A's hats right now. Uh, excuse me. Sorry if I'm making noise with the headphones. Okay, that's this is my new little gimmick I'm doing. I'm switching hats whenever we switch sports. So nice. uh, we're going to try this out and see how it goes. All right. All right. For, so, for everyone listening, he switched hats. I switched hats. I, I said that. I put on the Team USA hat. Maybe if you had paid attention, I don't know, or maybe the mic didn't pick it up. I don't know. Uh, we'll just do it on the playback, see what happens. <laughs> oh, Tim, you're talking. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Um, 
So the Oakland A's, they go one and three at uh, the LA Angels and then one and two come home against Cincinnati. They're six wins, 23 losses, dead last in the AL West. They're playing Seattle coming up this next series. Um, Look, yeah. I know they're generationally bad, right? We, we get that. I know this goes bad. I know this goes hand yeah. in hand. But it's a once in a lifetime losing. <laughs> it blows my mind that in every single series this year, the A's have given up double digit runs in every single series. There's not yeah, one at, series. At least one game in every series, they've given up double digit runs. That's that's, that's amazing. That's, that's a in, streak in that I was not expecting. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. I, Ahead, Sam. I feel so much already. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, even if they it. win, so they won eleven to ten, but they still gave up up ten runs, which blows my mind. Yeah, and then they go on to lose eleven three a couple games later against the Angels. Uh, yeah. So Sam, uh, we've we've got some news about uh, protests coming uh, for Fisher out to to get Fisher out, and you got a little hashtag on your name as well. Um, hashtag Fisher one. out. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a. Yep. Another protest coming up, um, uh, Fisher out, uh, Fisher out Friday. Um, so I've just been on A's Twitter pretty much the only time I'm ever on social media is just to, to try to do my job as an A's fan, as a baseball fan, um, as a community member. It's not just keeping the A's and this is something that I'm really proud of fellow A's fans, um, everywhere and MLB fans coming together on this. Um, you know, it's not just about the ball club and what it means to us as fans. There's also a lot of jobs there that stadium workers uh, need and rely on. And, um, you know, this franchise is important to them because it, it's also a job. And, um, you know, it's that's what everybody's fighting for. So what I'm really proud of is – there's going to be more protests. There's going to be more reverse boycotts uh, because there's a, there's, it's multi-tiered, right? There's the diehards who, who are going to go to every single game. And then there's the, the, the fans who can only go to maybe 60 games. And, you know, then there's the ones who can only, only go to 20 or five. And all of those fans matter. All of those fans are important. Um, because they're all part of our community and they want to support the workers, the residents, the citizens. Um, but there's also a lot of discussion of, you know, should teams be relocated like this? You know, it's not just Oakland. You know, the A's are going to be playing the Seattle Mariners tomorrow. And, you know, Seattle knows what it's like to lose a, to lose a franchise. You know, should that happen? You know, should we experience that? Can you imagine if the Mariners left or the Seahawks left or, you know, you know, the, these, these teams become important to us, you know, they become important to our uh, communities. And I think the, the precedent that's been set up, that's been set before is like something similar to like the Cleveland Browns when they moved to Baltimore, all that history stayed. And then when we got the new, you know, the new Browns, um, you know, it's kind of separated that, that history stays at the hometown. I think that needs to become like 
a basic thing in major sports so that if for whatever reason John Fisher takes the A's and moves them to Las Vegas or wherever, it's like, okay, cool. But you know what? All the A stuff, this stays in Oakland. That's the final stop. You got to go, go create a new brand, you know, go create a new brand. It's completely unfair. And, I'll, you know, to the Las Vegas fan, they do deserve a ball team, but you don't, we shouldn't do it this way. Um, I would love to have a rivalry with Las Vegas on a baseball thing. I would love to go and watch the A's in Las Vegas versus a Las Vegas team. I would love yep. to see that. So I'm, it's not that I'm anti-Las Vegas baseball. I want to see it. I want that because it would just be a ballpark that I can go and visit. Like, you know, Tyler, we're going to go see the Padres this Saturday. You know, like it's going to create more. Yes. But why not? Why not make that an expansion team like the Vegas Knights? You know, we're that that was an instant hit. Yeah, they were first. But I also think it was because they were they're a first. It's the first team. And I think it would be the same thing if it was an expansion team is that maybe you're not the first team in the market, but you're doing this because this team is going to be here forever. We're, we're past relocation and, and doing that to the communities and to the fan bases that support it. You know, we move past that as sports, you know, that to me should be the standard. So that makes a my, lot of that's sense. That's my though. little, that's my little speech to fans who are not ace fans. But every time the A's play a series, I want to reach out to that to that fan base. So I'm going to be doing that, you know, tonight um, and tomorrow and throughout this series is talking to Seattle fans. I was on Twitter a little bit today talking to Las Vegas fans and not approaching these people as like enemies. Like I'm not, you know, just like it's kind of hard to talk about the A's not being good without insulting the players, right? And at this point, it's just, okay, like, I'm going to watch this game. They're not going to be very competitive, but that's on John Fisher. They don't have a good AAA system because that's John Fisher. We all remember the sandwiches, you know, the 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 crappy sandwiches that he was serving the minor league ballplayers. The fire fest the only, food. The only person, the only owner that laid off everybody in the minor league system, and they had to, like, retain their minor league players to, you know, they had to bring them back because he didn't want to pay like an extra $10,000 for the month. You know, th th my final point I'll get you guys <laughs> is the, the stock market of the gap is being affected by this and it's great. And I really hope like the next owner is somebody like Larry Ellison, just go buy all the gap stock <laughs> and tank it. You know, it's greater than hostile, shit. hostile takeover. <laughs> if I have oh, billions man. of dollars, I would just buy the gap. I would just buy all the shares that's available right now. And it's mine. <laughs> I have a seat at the board. I'm going to make your life a living fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good point that, you know, um, also shout out to, to Joe. You're in the chat there. So welcome in Joe. Uh, Joe, I, Joe family first man it's family it's first. a uh it's a good point i mean that's my boy vegas knights, i love joe vegas knights are doing so well right because it's theirs so if they got an expansion team that was theirs i bet you that baseball team would do stellar and i bet you would do yeah. tenfolds better than what they would do if they came there so i agree with that wholeheartedly um, you know what's great about being an ace fan 
I've been to not a lot, but I've been to a few cities, man. I've been to New York, Boston, Chicago, Seattle, uh, L.A., Phoenix, uh, Phoenix, and whenever be I San wore Diego. my A's jersey, um, you know, and when I went to A's and uh, Red uh, A's Yankees A's Red Sox, like the A's were were on an East Coast trip, so I got to like kind of like follow along, and everywhere I went, man, like fans. The Red Sox fans, the Yankee fans, yeah, they talked a lot of crap, um, but it was all in good fun. There was a lot of high fives. There was a lot of you know a lot of beers being cheersed, and I had I had a great time at all of those cities and interacting with all of those fans, and I just had a really good time. I never really had a beef, and when I got to do all the bar hopping, and I'm still in my my jersey, you know. I got to talk about baseball. I got to talk about people telling me about their minor league systems and, you know, um, what they did around the park and how they grew up around the park. And we like, we were, we were sharing all these stories and um, it was just really cool, man. Like, are you going to wear your, about, are you going to wear your A's Jersey on? Uh, I think I am. Game? I think yeah. I am. I was thinking that I might, I'm going to wear my Padres Jersey. That was, I, I paid money for that. No perfect time than to wear the Padres game. But right. I might, I might, I'm still mulling it. I might wear an A's hat to go with my Padres jersey. And people will be yeah, like, what you, about, what's going on with this? You know, I'm just a talking about wearing, piece. wearing my jersey and then on the back put a sell the team, you know. Yeah. Totally. I, I, I might, I might, it's not packed, my A's hat, but I've been mulling it. I've been considering it. You know, people would be looking at me like, why do you have a Padres jersey and an A's hat? Like, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Start the conversation, and then yeah, there you go. Then you got somebody else at least on our side, uh, in that in that manner. That'd be great. And San yeah. Diego, the San Diego fan knows what this is like. In Chargers, yeah. yeah. So, well, I, we could be on this forever. We will always yeah. be on this forever. But what's on the other side of the bay? Okay, so uh, the Giants actually they went three and one against St. Louis. And then they go down to Mexico City to play the to play Tyler's San Diego Padres, and they lose both games, sixteen eleven and six four. And they're going; they're now traveling to play at Houston tonight. They're eleven and sixteen, fourth in the NL West. So, uh, you know, just as soon as you think they maybe start to figure it out, they drop a couple of games, and they're right back to where they to, were. They're to be fair out. though, that set, that Mexico City game, man, that was fucked for every pitcher. Yeah. Because yeah, they're absolutely. two thousand feet higher than Denver, yeah. so you just breathe on the ball; and it's going out of the park, you know. Right. So yeah, <laughs> Buns sorry being to all the pitchers. Feet, man. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those game games though. should not like 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 I, I I'm on board with uh, doing preseason games there or whatever, and like really growing the sport that way. But games that count, I don't I, I don't like that. I, I think about like the London series that the Yankees and the Red Sox did a couple years ago, uh, where like. I think it was one of the outfield was it was it right field was like 210 feet or something something really ridiculously oh, yeah. shallow uh yeah so i mean none of those games should really count toward actual season stats in my opinion well i mean so i i watched this guy named fuzzy and he recaps pretty much every single baseball game uh he records or he puts up videos almost every single day except for like sundays it's pretty amazing that he's able to do it but he made a good point he was like 
pitchers use ERA in contract negotiations. So when you inflate their con- their ERA like this, you know, 16, 11 runs, however it may be, like Shamanaya probably was not happy to be pitching that 16, 11 game. Oh, you probably know? not. So, yeah. and coming into a contract, I think he only signed a, what, a one-year or two-year deal? So, I don't know. I get what he's coming from that in that retrospect. And it should be just an exhibition game at that point, especially with Mexico City. 2,000-plus extra feet higher than Denver? That's crazy. Yeah. Insane. Don't mess with my money, man. That's what I got to say. <laughs> for real, for real. Dan, <laughs> what's up? You're laughing about something. No, I just can't believe, like, <laughs> I just can't believe the story, man. It's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's nonsense. <laughs> what, them getting uh, their, their ERA inflated for them? or Yeah, like everything you yeah. guys are saying. I'm like, damn, yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's money out their pocket, man. That sucks. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, let, let's, let's switch gears and talk from money out of pocket to new money into new pockets. The NFL draft. Oh, it's yeah. hat change time. Yeah. Stand by. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Niners hat is on. I just dropped my uh, future hats. I'll pick those up in a second. That's fine. All right. Um, so the 49ers future hats, guys, yeah, it's hat switch time. Uh, you know, new era, but there's no new era. Vince got future hat. Yeah. That's new era. It is. It's like ninety percent of what I wanted. I don't, I don't really love this like little bit right here, but uh, the rest of it's fine. Anyway, so the Niners do not draft an offensive line like everybody thought they would, um, but they do get a kicker in the third and two tight ends uh, because you know you can never have enough tight ends when George Kittle uh, could be injured at any point. Uh, the kicker, if the kicker ends up being with the team for ten years and ends up being clutch. Nobody's going to think twice about that pick. The problem is picking a kicker in the third round is risky. And I, it, it yeah. makes me queasy and, but their next pick would have been crazy. in the fifth round. And even if this kid is super clutch, you know, like, and, and all reports are that he's been, he's, you know, one of the top kickers that we've seen in a long, long time coming out of college. So we'll see how it goes. It makes me nervous though. I'm like, I, I, I know the position is too important. And we're trusting it to a rookie. And this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. So uh, really Remember hope this that works time out. the Raiders got a kicker in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He stuck with the team for like 15 years. Yeah. So uh, uh, football out. was what he did while he wasn't partying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Tyler, the Eagles, they drafted basically the entire Georgia Bulldogs. Um, the last three years we have. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, expand. Arguably, are you, I mean, look, I was telling – Sam about this when I was getting my hair cut over the weekend that the Eagles number one pick there's only a handful of places he could have gone that would maybe make sense given the situation that happened when he was in Georgia I don't think he could have went to a better place than to go to the Eagles and that leadership that culture that they live there um, I think he's going to be standout you know and and Eagles fans They'll make sure to remind you real quick when you're screwing up. They're they're just as ruthless as New York media goes. So, and we're just fans. So, I think the Eagles won the draft this year. And anybody who wants to say differently, I'm here to listen to you. But I don't believe you, nor do I agree with you. I think they definitely won the draft this year, especially with the first round, the second round, and even the third pick that we did. You know, um, in the third, in the second round. I mean, they're stellar picks. You know. Uh, they make sense for the Eagles and the kind of, of defense that we run. Um, 
we quickly forgot about Hargrave and how he went to the 49ers. So don't have to worry about that anymore. We lost Super free agency, about it. but we won the draft. But here's the crazy <laughs> thing about Howie Roseman, right? Is that is that Vince Hargrave signed for what? Uh, 80 million? Four years. Yeah, 80 million. Four years, 80 million. Our first pick we just got arguably is just as talented, if not more talented than Hargrave, although he's not proven in the NFL. But obviously he's got the physical size and talent to do it. Right. And we only paid 20 million for it. I mean, amazing. Like just Howie Roseman, we trust in him. Whatever he's going to do, he's going to do it right. Okay. Uh, Sam, uh, what do you have to say about your Raiders draft? You know, I, I think it's a foundational draft. I think it's the first draft that they really, you know, the new, uh, you know, McDaniels and Ziegler really have control over. So I think a lot of it like kind of made sense, you know, um, maybe people don't like the order of operations of how it got there. Um, but you kind of see, it looks like a new England Patriots, you know, Patriots draft. (laughs) Um, I don't think they necessarily have any, you know, I think, um, you know, their picks make sense. Um, it looks like, you know, they picked, uh, guys that are going to be able to perform, um guys that are going to compete for starting jobs you know the tight end um you know he he can block that was like one of the biggest knocks against waller was that he wasn't the best uh run blocker um you know he's an amazing receiver because he's like in that between role of like a wide receiver and a tight end um and then there's like a lot of questions of his of his health and durability um so i think they went out and got a tight end that you know, fills those needs, can block, um, catch the ball when needed to. So, you know, he's a big target, could be a, you know, a red zone target. Um, so, you know, they added to the defensive line, which is, which is good. They added, uh, some secondary help. Um, you know, so I think it's all guys that will transition well to the system that they're trying to run. But as far as, um, excitement i think the excitement is is like maybe they get some good players that can fit their system and we see a better defense and a better a better team next year right on uh any other nfl points you want to talk about oh birds. Nah, i'm good nope go good okay so let's switch to hockey oh here it goes here it goes all right <laughs> here we go we're here we got it i Damn. love this bit i think i'm gonna keep it all right so let's uh, <laughs> Let's talk Stanley Cup playoffs. So we got um, <laughs> uh, we got a huge upset. The Boston Bruins, they set the record for wins in a season, and they couldn't get out of the first round. They lose in game seven in overtime to the uh, got, uh, Florida Panthers. Excuse me. Wow. And they were up 3-1 as well, and they dropped the last three games to lose in epic fashion. And I'm sure Boston Sports Radio is chaotic as fuck right now. And I'm glad I'm not part of it, if I'm being honest, man. That not was, this time. That this time, oh, oh uh I'm 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 terrified for you know fans in general. Like there could be there could be a war happening right now. I don't even know, man. This is bad. This is this is historic bad. This is um this this goes in line with um the, the New England Patriots going 16 and 0 and then not winning the Super Bowl. The Warriors going 73 72. and 9. Um 
this is the this is the mayor this is actually more like the mariners but they even they made it past the first round in 2001 they got to the alcs that year so this is the first time you have a record-setting team that doesn't even get out of the that doesn't win a, a single playoff series so this is uh a historic collapse this is this is the worst collapse in the history of sports, I think, especially Damn. when you're up 3-1 already, and then you lose the last three, especially game seven in overtime, too. So, like, you, uh, they fought back to tie that game, and then they blow it. Man, this is bad. This is – heads are going <laughs> to fucking roll in Boston. I'm uh, – Well, to be fair, I mean, Boston media is crazy, right? Oh, yeah. They yeah. love their sports. But, I mean, the Sharks went and tied game seven and lost that one, too. Yeah, but I mean, look, this is uh, I I actually. But we didn't have, have the best fact. record, though. No, no, we didn't have the best record. No, no, that's that's a different story. Um, basically, I do what have... I'm alluding to, Vin, I mean, uh, Sam, is that the, the Sharks also blew a three-one lead, but Vince just I remember you know, doesn't want to say no, it. They they blew it. a three three-zero lead. You're wrong. Three-zero lead. That's right. It was a three-zero lead. I have a whole story about that. I can get into in a second, but let's let's finish this first thought. Um, on the President's Trophy, which is the trophy that is awarded to the NHL team. With the most points, uh, you get two points for a win, one for an overtime loss. Uh, so the Boston Bruins, obviously, they set a record for most points in a season, and they got the President's Trophy. Fun fact about that trophy, you are just as likely now, statistically, to win the Stanley Cup with that trophy as you are to get eliminated in the first round. It, eight teams have won the President's Trophy and then won the Stanley Cup. Eight teams have won the President's Trophy and then lost in the first round. That is huh. wild to me. That I didn't is, know that. I, Damn, yeah, that is that is crazy. a fun fact. This trophy's only been presented since uh, the 1985-1986 season. Um, so, so it's it's a trophy that's been awarded like 37 times at this point. But yeah, um, uh, it, it's kind of weird to look at it. You have one, two, three teams that won it but lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and then I said eight have won the whole whole damn thing. Eight have lost in the first round, and then all the rest of them uh, have been eliminated at some other point, division finals or you know second round or what have you. So this is th this trophy. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks in the 2012-2013 season were the last team to win the President's Trophy and then win the Stanley Cup. Uh, but before that, like it's it, it, it's been ten years of nothing, burgers, man including Tampa Bay in 2018-2019 when they got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was the most embarrassing, I think, loss for a Did top Columbus going team. to win? They didn't win no. shit that year. No. Yeah. No, no, they 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 got eliminated like soon thereafter. They 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 were not a terribly good team, but they caught Tampa sleeping, man. So That's crazy. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, this is uh this trophy, maybe you want to avoid it. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I think you want to be really, really good. Just maybe not the team with that particular piece of hardware, man. Uh, that is a lot of pressure. The Sharks actually, uh, in, in the 2008, 2009 season, they won the president's trophy and then lost in the first round. So they're another one of those statistics and they were actually playing an Anaheim Fox team that oh. they were injured a lot, yeah. but then like all those players, came back and were, they were able to sneak into the playoffs. And so that was really, they were playing like a, like a, a team that if they were healthy would have been like a four seed. 
or 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 a five seed or something like that. But they were playing as an eight seed because they were injured, and then all those guys came back, and then uh, they just absolutely put it to the Sharks, and I cried for a day and a half. So we're gonna move on. Uh, I do want to check in real quick with the rest of the uh, playoffs. The Seattle Kraken they eliminated last year's champs Colorado in a four four games to three. They won Game Seven. So the uh, they move cra- on. The Krakens, man, I love yeah, it. Seattle Kraken. That is that is a fun story. It's their second year in existence, and they're playing Dallas in the second round. Our old friend Joe Pavelski uh, going to take on Seattle, and then on the other half of the Western Conference bracket, the Vegas Golden Shout Knights playing the Edmonton Oilers uh, in the second round. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so we'll see how that shakes out in the Eastern conference. As I said, Florida is uh, they beat Boston. So they get to play Toronto in the second round. Carolina is waiting on the winner of New Jersey and New York Rangers. Right I'm on now. Timo Meyer. That's right. Timo. Uh, they're actually playing right now. Uh, I haven't checked in on the score recently. Uh, but the winner of that will go to Carolina. Carolina is the two seed. They'll be hosting whoever uh, comes out of that series. And that's your Stanley Cup date. Yeah. It is currently nil-nil in the yeah. second uh, period. Yeah, so, I mean, both teams are, you know, obviously you want to win. It's game seven. Uh, you can't hold anything back now. <laughs> And uh, Vince, I just want to say uh, your uh, Stanley Cup date was really adorable. So I loved it too. You. Yeah, I'm going to keep that as well. I'm going to keep changing hats and I'm going to keep the Stanley Cup date. Nice. Uh... All right. So uh, uh, I think that does it for hockey for me for now. Uh, Tyler, you got I anything a, you want to I have add? a question about the Sharks. Okay, yeah, go for so it. So they Let's... have this, uh, I something about one of their prospects is, transferring somewhere and he might get traded or did you hear about uh, this uh no i haven't um i need to uh i need to some... not hear about this transferring as i thought in i like... saw something like it was weird like a sharks players going back to college or something or going to a different college oh, i don't know about well, they do they do own the rights to certain college players so yeah. it is a possibility that they could go back it's like baseball in a sense where yeah. they may sign but then they may be like ah, i'm gonna go back to college you know yeah. what i mean yeah, but that could they be still it. own awesome. the rights. Yeah. And that's actually more like um the Tyler's example. It's more like uh what happened with Kyler Murray and the A's. Like the A's still own the rights to Kyler Murray, the baseball player. So right, right. Um if, if at any point he decides football's not for him, uh not enough time to play Call of Duty, you know, uh playing football, <laughs> uh, and he wants to try baseball out, uh, he, he would report to the A's. Is it that's how that would work. And so uh, whereas like if they drafted him and he didn't sign, then like after a year, they just kind of lose the rights. So that makes sense. So it's, it, it, it's more like um, they just have the rights in perpetuity until they yeah. trade him away or. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that, that's, uh, that's, there's your Stanley cup dates. <laughs> Stanley cup dates. Love it. Okay. Love so. It. All right, so that means it's time to switch gears, and we're going to talk soccer real quick. We don't have to talk about Wrexham because yeah. I already moved on. Damn, this guy really has a San Jose Earthquake hat. I really do. I have a San Jose wow. uh, Earthquakes hat. You didn't Damn. think I would, did you? No, actually. <laughs> I've worn it before. I guess you may not have been paying attention, bud. Yeah, probably not, man. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, here we go. Um, all right, now my earphones are, headphones are <laughs> they're sitting a little weird. Anyway, 
Uh, so the earthquakes, they go to Austin and they get the draw two two. They're currently four wins, three losses, three draws. That's 14 points. And they're fifth in the Western Conference. Excuse me, it's 15 points. I forgot to update that. Um, and they are 154 act- points. No, 15 points. Fifth in the Western Conference. They're actually tied in fourth with Dallas, who also has 15 points, but they trail in goal differential by one goal. Um, uh, Dallas is plus one. Uh, the Quakes are actually even because uh, a couple of their losses were a little bit more of a blowout. So there you go. The Earthquakes are still fighting and still having fun. And uh... <laughs> Joe says that your life savings is in hats. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, um, I, I I I have a few of them locked away in uh, you know a, a safety deposit box. Uh, maybe one day my great great grandchildren will inherit. Um, like your hats a, like they're beanie babies yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> Vince is gonna start incorporating bits where he can wear different hats and he's just gonna have like yeah you know those goofy it's, hats you know it's, or, it's uh, time to start talking star wars and throw on my star wars beanie yeah. or whatever you yeah, know the, well i have my mandalorian helmet yeah there we go yeah <laughs> hey it's not lit up what happened you didn't light it up this time i got i got the light over here uh, yeah, he's providing more light uh, for the. Oakland. There will be more lights, guys. Yeah, this it's a work in progress. Is only temporary. It's gonna right. be. But you, but out. you know, but you know where there won't be lights. Sacramento. Oh. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like, I'm actually like, uh, I, I, I am really like happy for Kings fans. They got a team finally that's worth a damn, and um, it seems like that they're gonna be on the up and up. So I, I, I I'm. Yeah. You know, good, good, good for them. Good for you, kid. You done good. You done real good. Yeah. No, they're gonna be really good. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. They're gonna be a problem going yeah, they're, forward. They're I, really I, you good. know, I know we already talked basketball, but De'Aaron Fox, like his post game interview, man, that kid is amazing to listen to. He was just so poised. You know, it's a game seven gut wrenching loss, and he came out professional as hell. So King's got a good one. I'm super excited for you guys. Really. I really am super excited for them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right, boys. So, what else we got? Um, I'm looking through. We actually went through uh, all of the topics we had prepared. Um, anything oh. else in the sports world we want to talk about? Uh, uh, don't forget uh, June 13th is still a go for the yeah. A's reverse boycott. So grab your tickets, grab your beer. Grab your uh, F. John Fisher shirt or hat, and check out keep keep tr- the Twitter trending. Uh, you know, Fisher out, sell the team. There's another one going around right now. You'll see uh, Fisher out Friday. Um, so that's another that's another protest reverse boycott. You know that's that's on there. Um, so just keep keep following those hashtags, and if you can. Um, tweet them out keep sharing them um let's just keep fighting so we'll see you guys at some games and uh let's get them to sell the team all right let's uh let's wrap this bad boy up you're listening to the svt podcast subscribe on youtube and hit the bell to get alerts when we post a new episode or when we go live follow us on instagram and twitter at svt sports pod please slide into our dms we would love to interact with you have a good night guys good night good night everybody